0: Sky Sports Radio combined with Harness Racing New South Wales brings you On the Pace for your daily dose of news and tips. Good morning, welcome to On the Pace. Hope your Thursday has started well. Michael Guerin joining you to discuss harness racing predominantly in New South Wales today and over the weekend. We race at Tamworth today. They have their meeting kicking off about 12.50, so quite an early one for them, they have nine races, also Penrith tonight, Gavin Fitzpatrick is driving there We're also going to talk to him about his big mate who he drives at Menangle on Saturday night He's a good horse, Is south coast art and we'll see where he is at Hey Gavin, thanks for joining us mate, Happy New Year
1: Yeah, Happy New Year mate
0: Let's talk about South Coast Arden first, because we like a good horse. He's in the Club Menangle PJ Hall free-for-all on Saturday night when racing returns to Menangle. Third, fresh up last time out, and he gets a better barrier draw this time. Do you think he's fit enough, Gavin, to be driven the way you like to drive him, which is putting him in the race?
1: Uh, yeah, I think so, Nick. Um... You know, he hasn't raced for three weeks, but um, he, I was pretty pleased with his run first up. He had to sit parked the whole way over 2,300, and they just got him late. Um, but last prep when we uh, first got him, he got better with each run, and he went real good second up from the spell last time in. He, I think he won going 49-something. So, uh, yeah, I'm pretty confident he should be close to the mark.
0: He must be a fun horse to drive because he's not your typical menangle speedster off the gate. But he looks like a big rolling tractor of a horse. Yeah,
1: yeah, he is. He is. He's. he's probably a little different, I think, to how he was in New Zealand. But um, he just. He's. I've never really burned him out the gate, but he, he comes out good without being brilliant. But he just, as you said, he just likes to keep rolling at, at a, at a good. Solid speed and um, yeah, he ha- he sort of doesn't let down for your low twenty sixes, but he'll he'll just keep rolling all the way. Yeah.
0: What do you make of him on Saturday night? Because you're up against some pretty good horses. Mark Da Vinci's a horse you know well. We have been bopping, and Bondi Lockdown, and of course, hi, my name is Jeff, who who seems to fly around Manangal. So, do you think you can beat these horses
1: over a mile? Um. Yeah, I, I think I think he's capable if, if there's a lot of speed on. Yeah, like um, the, um, the night he went 49, they went the first half in 54 and just kept uh, rolling all the way, and that's what he really likes. So, it, it you know, it de- it's probably dependent on the speed of the race and where we lob early. You know, we've probably got to come out ourselves and see. It's lovely to get to the fence and, um, yeah, be handy.
0: Mate, also on Saturday in the feature trot, you're driving one Magic Kenny for your brother Blake. And look, I, I can't work out one Magic Kenny. I know the motor is there, but I'm never sure what version we're going to get.
1: No, it makes two of us. I can't work him out either. But um, Yeah, look, Nick, he's, he's got the talent, and, but you just don't know uh, which one's going to turn up on the night. Um, he, he's, I'm sure he's going well. And it's probably a very even race. It's not there's no sort of real uh, standouts in it. So, you know, if he puts his best foot forward he and they roll along, he you'd have to give him a chance, yeah.
0: Okay, off to Penrith tonight. Um, it's a place the Fitzpatricks seem to have a very good strike rate. You're driving on a Queen B in race two. So the f- first on the card there goes at twelve past six, second race six forty four. Look, I thought she found herself with the right type of race. It's it's not a scary field.
1: No, no, that's right, Mick. It's a um, fairly even field of sort of fillies and mares. But, um, yeah, just I suppose there's a little bit of an un- unknown with the Queensland horse in. Um, yeah, don't know a real lot about it. But um, I was pretty impressed with her win last week on the Queen D. She, she did it really well and um, just probably drawing a little... Awkwardly in five, but um, she's got really, really good speed. So if she's handy, I think, you know, I think she she should go close. Uh,
0: one for your dad, Paul. Last week is on the rock in race three. Went fifty-five last week, actually beaten by one of Blake's horses. But look, it's probably not going to need to go much quicker tonight around Penrith. I think fifty-five in this grade's pretty good.
1: Yeah, that's right, Nick. Yeah, he he's just got beat but both. Uh, His last two starts going 55 So um, yeah he's got really good gate speed So we just got to come out Hopefully uh, get a good handy spot And um, yeah he's going much better His last two runs have been much better Um, So hopefully he can keep that going
0: In the fifth on the card You don't drive Lucky Beach Boy But um, Paul trains it Your dad trains it So you know the horse well Um, Sean Grayling is on this one Again, yeah. seems well enough graded. How ready is it? Because we haven't seen it for a while.
1: Yeah, he's fairly forward. Nick, he had a had a trial two weeks ago. He didn't have long off, so um, and he trialed quite good at an angle. Um, and he he's best runs do seem to be when he's fresh. So um, he's just gonna he'll just go back and be driven quiet. But there looks a lot of speed in the race. So yeah, you know, I'll give him a a good each-way chance.
0: Another one for Blake is in the sixth on the card tonight, Colin Bromack, who, who's actually the horse who beat you last week in that 55 race. I thought, look, similar type of field, barrier two. Uh, it seems to be doing a really good job since Blake's taken it over. Oh, I thought it had to be a good chance tonight.
1: Yeah, I, I think so too, Nick. He's um, He's got really good gate speed, and he runs his best races up near the front. Um the one's got good gate speed, so, you know, we've just got to come out as good as we can. But, um, yeah, if he can get to the front, I think he'll take a fair bit of beating. What, what's your best
0: chance of driving a winner tonight at Penrith?
1: Um, I think uh, probably Colin Bromack, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think he's going really well. So, yeah, I'd say him. Just back to South Coast
0: Arden because the, the free-for-allers are, are back up and around now after they had one race last week, some of them at, at, at Bathurst, but a lot of them have had a bit of a break. Yep. What sort of horse is he? Do you, do you think he's a Miracle Mile horse? Is it such a big stake you try and aim him that way or do you think he's probably better in the free-for-all, which is also a group race on Miracle Mile 9? Uh
1: Yeah, it's... You know it's hard to say he he's probably he's done really well here since he's been here, but he he does have to just step up that next level to race a bit you know your leap to fame and that um but as I said earlier, i think um in those races they're generally very genuinely run races and um he'll really like that just following him. you'd probably have to drive him a bit quieter um, I think he'll really appreciate that So, yeah. I, we're going to aim towards that, and I guess it's up to him then whether he can sort of measure up to them top ones, yeah.
0: Gavin, you've had a, a, a very successful career. You've driven nearly 1,700 winners, and you've, you've won 18 Group 1s. Is it a case these days that you still want to be freelance driving for other people, or are you happier to just stick with Dads and the family horses and that sort of thing? Or someone said, look, you know, I've got two or three here, and Gavin drives good. Are, are you interested in doing much of that these days?
1: Oh, yeah. I'm probably more happy just doing the family horses, Nick, yeah. Um, yeah, look, if I'm there, and I'm more than happy to help anyone out, but there's so much um, competition now. There's so many young drivers coming through that drive really um Yeah, and, that, and that, you know, they get the majority of the freelance drives and you know it's all it's changed so much the racing now and um yeah so you can understand why they would want to put those younger guys on It yeah.
0: does it feel a bit strange when you're in the driver's room obviously people don't spend as much time in the driver's room because a lot of them also train their horses but guys like you and luke mccarthy you're still young guys um you're only just into your 40s and and Luke looks like he's about 25. But when you're in the yeah. driver's room, you've got all these blokes who are about 22 and 23, and they've got full books of drives. It's it's probably something I don't think anybody saw coming 10 years ago, this new front of the field, tight lines driving with a lot of very talented but very young drivers taking over the majority of the driving in New South Wales.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's happened very quickly, Nick, especially this state. Um. Yeah, I. You know, a lot of times now I'm in a race and I look on. I'm the oldest guy in the race. You know, so. (laughs) (laughs) Lucky I'm not out there. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But um. Yeah. Look, it's just it's just I think our racing's going much more towards the American style racing and and these young guys now we can watch American race nearly all the American racing and. The young guys coming through, they they look up to the guys like you know, Todd McCarthy and Dexter and all the top drivers over there, and yeah, it's just just been an evolution that's come really quickly, and um, yeah, so yeah, I can't explain it much more. You know, that's just how it, how it's happened, and um, with Menangle, it's very American style racing, and yeah, it's just happened pretty quick.
0: It must be very unusual for you. I find this myself when I'm at the races. You, you go to the races and people you remember as kids. So I'm sure you probably at Newcastle saw Jack Callaghan bumping around as a kid somewhere and thought, oh yeah, that's that's their little boy. And you might have even at some stage have seen a young Cam Hart in the in the kids' carts. And you sort of see them and you <laughs> think of them as kids, and then all of a sudden they're adults and they're out there driving. I've had the same experience of Zach Butcher. I know his old man so well, and then I knew Zach when he was five, and now he's out there driving cup winners, and you're like, wow, that happened fast.
1: Yeah, yeah, well, that's right, yeah, you know, I can remember Robbie Morris when he was a kid, you know, (laughs) but... um, God, that is a long time ago. Yeah, (laughs) but, um, yeah, I suppose I was in the same situation, drivers that were, you know, older than me could remember me when I was hanging around the races as a kid, but... Yeah, I think also these young guys are very talented drivers too and that's, you know if you're not talented you're not going to get the drives they drive really good and they just they let them run you know they they're very they're very um soft on the horses when they're driving them out and then it's all changed while we're probably a little more old school you know but um so yeah no they they're really good horses as well
0: Question for you, Gavin, which I'm sure many of our gallops and greyhound listeners have thought about, and I'm sure harness racing people think about it, but no one's ever given me the real answer. You're, look, I'm just guessing, but you're probably close to 80 kilos. You're about my size. You're a normal size, fully-grown man. Yeah. And lots of the young guys these days, I think Cam Hart told me once he's about 58 kilos, Do you think it it matters? Because Dexter Dunn is obviously very slight, and a guy like a Tony Hurley is, again, an 80-kilo normal-sized adult male. But it seems to be that being smaller and lighter seems to be a bigger deal in harness racing than it was 20 or 30 years ago. Am I imagining that, or do you actually think there's something in it? And, And do you think once the horses are up to full speed that it matters?
1: Uh, yeah, I, I think it has changed. I think there is something in it, uh, to, to a point. You know, like, um, yeah, I'm around the 75 kilo mark, and, you know, I, I'm a little bit, you know, I try and not to get any heavier than that, because it's, um, yeah, because you're racing, race you said, Cameron Hart, 58 kilos, and it, they're all very light, especially now a lot of girls driving. Um, they're very light, and I, I think it does make a difference to to a point, you know. As you said, once you're up to full speed, it you know, it probably doesn't make as much difference. But um, I think if you want to compete with the drivers, um, you've got to try and sort of stay as light as you can. You know, to a point.
0: I, I tell you somewhere where I do think it matters, Gavin, and, and this is something I've seen from watching thousands of harness races. Least important in New South Wales, but. I think it matters a little bit more when the tracks get really wet or in New Zealand or in Queensland when you're racing on the grass. I absolutely think being lighter is an advantage when it gets wet at Menangle because there's so much more drag on the sulky. I'm not sure. I think driver skill is just as important. At 75 kilos, you're at no disadvantage. Obviously, Hurley, he's one of the great drivers of all time. So I definitely think it matters more in the rain.
1: Yeah, yeah, that makes sense, and I think why that is too probably is because the carts are a lot heavier now. Um, and you know, I remember when they had the old style carts; there was a lot of heavier drivers and a lot of very good heavier drivers, a lot of very successful ones. But it seems to be now with the American style carts, and that um, weight seems to be a bit more of an issue. And um, which, which you wouldn't have thought, so considering they're a lot heavier and once they're gone they'd have the momentum up but it seems to be the case yeah
0: well look on the bright side Gavin. Uh, compared to most of the adult men listening to the show 75 kgs is doing pretty well (laughs) clearly you're not having pies and drinking your coca-cola at lunchtime i think we'll leave that to the rest of us mate yeah
1: I've, i've had i've been naughty the last couple of weeks but um (laughs) (laughs) down now.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you're talking to a mirror here. I know exactly how you feel, but I'm taking yeah. the running shoes away this weekend. Hey, Gavin, thanks for taking the time to talk to us, mate. Um, Colin Bromack, your best tonight, is that right?
1: Yeah, I think so, Mick, yes. yeah.
0: yeah. Mate, really good to talk to you again. Good luck with South Coast Arden. He's one of my favourites. He's a lovable big tank of a horse. Yeah. We look forward to talking to you more in 2024. Mate, get round safe. Yeah.
1: Thanks, Mick, thanks.
0: Good to talk to you to Gavin Fitzpatrick. Always an interesting conversation, the weight of drivers and sulkies and whether you think about it like a car. If you were towing a trailer, it's harder on the car. When you're getting up to speed, you can feel the car lagging. Once you're at speed on the motorway, if you're towing a trailer, it probably almost keeps you going forward. In fact, it's harder to slow down because of the more accumulative weight. But yes, we are definitely seeing more skinny Lightweight drivers than we probably used to. Um, it's an interesting one. I definitely have found, over looking at so many races over the years, it does tend to matter a bit more on the wet. But in saying that, some of our greatest drivers of all time um, have been at 80 kilos, the the average body weight of, of someone who lives in this part of the world for a male. So, yeah, interesting conversation, and those are the sort of conversations we like to have here on Sky Sport Radio. I like to. Ask the sort of things that might be trucking around in your head. Okay, Colin Bromack, his best of the night tonight for Gavin Fitzpatrick out of Penrith. So Tamworth kick off the show today. That's 12.50 for race one. Penrith has tonight's meeting seven races at 6.12. We'll be back finding winners tomorrow for Wagga on Friday, then Dubbo and Newcastle tomorrow night. I think I said yesterday that we didn't have those Friday meetings. My apologies, the fields weren't out yet, so they weren't coming up on my computer. But yes, we are racing there. And on Saturday in the state, we have, of course, Menangle. The good horses are back at Menangle. And if you happen to find yourself in Broken Hill, um, they have their meeting. It's a very unusual racing circuit, Broken Hill. Most of the horses who race there, it's a non-TAB meeting. Most of the horses who race there predominantly don't race anywhere else and they race there on Saturday night if you feel like going somewhere for a beer and you happen to be in the broken Hill region that's on the pace for a Thursday morning we'll be back trying to find winners on finding winners just after 1030 tomorrow good luck if you